Hello and welcome to another episode of Standing on the North Bank podcast from us here at Wales Online. Um, my name is Matt Davis. With me is Ian Mitchell Moore, as always, to talk all things Swansea City. Um, the only place to start is at the Liberty and Nottingham Forest last weekend. Uh, Mitch, where the Swans didn't really get going, is it fair to say? Yeah, not at all. I don't think there was ever a point where you thought that they were going to win the game. Um, that said, I don't think Nottingham Forest were much better. They were the better side, make no mistake, and they had the better chances. Um, Freddie Woodman made a couple of saves. They had a goal ruled out for offside, rightly as well. Lewis Graben hit the crossbar as well, so if anyone deserved to win, it was definitely Forest. But yeah, Swansea were just a bit sloppy in possession, weren't passing quick enough, and it was just a bad day at the office. You have to just hope that it is just a rare one, that's all it is. And um, you know, some people might point to the international break, which is fair enough, I suppose, but um, you know, especially after beating Leeds away, you want to just keep playing and get, you know, get more wins and keep, you know, keep on going basically. But you know, it is what it is, you know the situation and it was an off day and you just have to hope that that's all it was really. Yeah. Um I think I predicted them they were gonna it'd be a narrow home home win. I'm not sure what you said last week, was it? I think you went for a I went for a win in the end. You went for a win, yeah. But um, I did have some real concerns before you know, we spoke about it, and I, I mentioned it when I was up there. But you know, Nottingham Forest are a really well drilled team. They've had a great start themselves under Sabri Lamucci, not lost since the opening day. Yeah. So um, they came to Swansea and did a real job. You know, it was a counter attack goal, which is really frustrating for Swansea. But um, you know, they're no mugs. But, you know, there's no side in this division that are. There's no gimme. So you're going to have days like this, and it's just all about how you bounce back. On that evidence, you got to suggest that Forest will be there or thereabouts but as you said in this division there are probably 10 teams you think are going to be there or thereabouts come the end of the season because it's such a, a division that fluctuates so so quickly yeah it's true I mean you look at Stoke City they've probably got one of the best squads in the division and yet they're rock bottom with one point yet to win the season so um, you know and on their day they can turn over anyone in the league most probably so it's it's a bizarre league and it's what makes it so entertaining uh, yeah, as I say, you know, Forest aren't any mugs. They're, they're they're an experienced team. They've got a lot of experienced players in that team as well. As as much as they've got a new manager at the helm, um, but yeah, you just got to draw a line under it and, and move on. Really, is there any way we can pin this on Kitty Flynn's column from last weekend? Hopefully, uh, depends if he's tuning in or not. Um, no, I mean, he, he was he was bang on it with everything he said. That you know, the form had been superb. Um, it was actually since I. Full-on took the, the Swansea gig that I'd seen them lose at home in the league, so it's, it shows you how long it's been. You know they've got used to winning and certainly used to not losing at home. Man City, the only team to win yeah. at Liberty this year. Before that, so um, as for blaming Gitter, I'm not so sure. <laughs> but I'm playing devil's advocate here. There, there have been signs that their Swansea aren't quite where they want to be yet. Obviously, they've had um, games at home where they've been behind. They've had they've yet to put like a ninety-minute performance together, thinking um, they went they were behind at home to Preston, were they? Yeah. Um, so they're perhaps not, you know, this games are always going to happen where they just don't perhaps fall the way that you want them to. Um, defeats, as Steve Cooper mentioned in his press conference this afternoon, it's always going to happen at some point. Yeah, hundred percent. I mean, I was you talking know, to do an unbeaten season. Yeah, exactly. So I was talking to. A few people at Bristol Live who cover Bristol City ahead of this weekend's game, and um, you know, I was, I was mentioning to them their lack of creativity is 
one of the sort of weaknesses, which sounds daft to say because they've scored so many goals, but you look one shot on target against Forest. Um, first half against Hull was just they didn't get going and they were one 0 behind. Preston they were horrendous in the first half. Not so much that they were horrendous, but Preston were very good. Um, and somehow Swansea went into the break level at one all, scoring with their only shot on target. Preston should have been two or three nil up. Mm. Um, probably the most complete performance so far was the Birmingham game, and even then they didn't go ahead until sixty six minutes or something like that. Um, and then they scored three in the space of twelve minutes. So they're yet to have a a complete 90 minute performance but I don't think you ever will in this division it's such a competitive league with teams that have had Premier League experience they've got players with top flight experience as well so you know you are looking for a controlled performance and it's such a hard thing to do week in week out so yeah I, I see where you're coming from in terms of saying the signs were there because Swansea as much as they've got a great points return haven't always played that well they've just yeah the defence has been superb. They've kept themselves in games. I think, off the top of my head, they've conceded the fewest in the league this year, or as Leeds as well. Yeah, I can't right, remember. Yeah. It's, you know, it's, it's very good record. So, if that continues, they're always going to be in with a chance of picking up points. So, and that's what they've done so far. So, yes, you know, as you say, you, you live and learn, and you know, one defeat doesn't make a a brilliant start. All of a sudden, look bad, does it? It doesn't take the gloss off. I mean, Cooper wasn't particularly despondent last Saturday and, and from his press conference this afternoon, uh, recording this on Thursday, um, he was pretty pretty chipper. He was, yeah. I mean, he said the training's been excellent this week and, you know, the club put out a, a video of them in training and, you know, Van der Horn with a, a brutal tackle on, I think it was Selena, I can't remember now. Um, you know, the, it's just, like I say, it is really just an off day. You have to draw a line under it and and move on if you can and as for Steve Cooper that's his first loss you know he had was it eight games unbeaten in all competitions before that so he's had a dream start seven wins and a, a draw before the Forest game so um, you know you'd have bitten your hand off for that at the Absolutely. start of the season so yeah we move on uh, a player who had um, quite a, an eventful match um, Burton Selina mm. um, had a slight strop going off he was um not particularly happy. I mean, I, I'm probably in the camp where quite like players not being happy when they are substituted. Um, yeah, it's not a bad thing. It's not. I don't think it's a particularly bad thing. And but he was also treated to a new song. Ah, yeah. Um, but well, we'll do those in order to end on a positive. But the I think he, he misplaced a pass that very nearly gifted Forrest a really good chance when the game was nil nil. So it could have given them the lead just before the hour. I think it was. Um, and as he misplaced that pass, Steve Cooper just turned to the bench and said, you know, get ready. I think it was to George Byers who got stripped off and then came on. Um, it wasn't his best game. You know, he had two big games for Kosovo in the international break. The second one against England, of course, was only four days before mm. the Swansea game. Obviously, he had to travel back and recuperate, then get back into club mode. So it's not an easy thing to do. And, you know, Steve Cooper said this afternoon that they were wary of that and that they knew that he might not be able to play at the best level throughout the game. But let's not forget, Bursan Selina is one of the most creative players in this squad. He's, he's lethal on his day, can score goals, can create chances. So um, yeah, we've spoken about it being an off day and that can happen to individuals as well, especially when they've you know put in as much effort as Selina did over the international break. So, um, But yeah, as for the chant, that's been quite a while in the making, the, the tequila song. So uh, here's hoping we get an airing of that at the weekend as well. Absolutely. Um, a play, another player who um, performed well against Forest, um, Freddie Woodman, 
Um, we've talked about him a couple of times on, on this podcast already this season. Um, it's turning out to be quite a, a shrewd addition to the squad. Yeah, I agree. He's been uh, an excellent addition so far. You know, kept a fair few clean sheets. He seems to have a good rapport with his back four, which having a consistent back four that we've spoken about before obviously helps. Um, a few nervy moments up at Leeds, as we mentioned, but you know, against Forest, he was the busier goalkeeper, and you know, he was helpless for the goal. That's not his fault. You know, we, we looked at Matt Grimes where. Could have been a bit more cynical and brought down Lewis Graben in the build-up to Semedo scoring. He's admitted that himself, but you know that's that's the Swansea way. You, you you want to avoid those situations. But you know, as coming back to Woodman, he pulled off a few decent saves. You know that one where Selina made the back pass. It was a save you'd expect him to make, but he still had to do it. And even in the first half, I think it was the first chance Forrest had before they scored the goal that was ruled out for offside. Um, Swansea just got carved open at the back, and, and he was alert to make the save. So. Yeah, it was a pity that he didn't have a, a clean sheet to show for his efforts, but you know he's been he's been such a good addition, and it's obviously a problem that Swansea saw when they came in. You know, Martin Margotson arrived and quickly assessed things and saw that Dressed they needed it pretty him. quickly, didn't he? He did. He really did. So it's good that they've gone out addressed that, and it seems to have you know they've got the right man. Sadly, it's a early days. It's only looking like it's a pity that it's just a loan. Well, I, I was about to say um, if there is any way of making that move a permanent one I think Swansea would be foolish not to look at it it's just the, I know it's, it's still early days we're still only sort of six or seven games into a season but mm. he's yeah. made that that much with him that much with impact and with the other two goalkeepers perhaps not um, Cooper not perhaps putting placing enough faith in, in them so far mm. that maybe a goalkeeper might be on the transfer list come next summer anyway well I think that is going to be the case because you look at the contracts I mean off the top of my head Erwin Mulder and Christopher Oldfelt are both out of contract yeah. next summer Woodman's are, yeah. obviously his loan will expire so all of a sudden you're left with Stephen Bender who's a youngster who doesn't have first team experience so um, whatever happens that's going to be a situation that arises next year so um, you just got to hope that Woodman can deliver the goods and if, if there was a chance of getting him back it's early days you know I, th- I think we can't really talk too much about that at the moment, but yeah, he's had he's had a really good start, and you know it's it's nice to see him get recognition from fans, even after a defeat at the weekend. You know they they recognise he's a young player, and he's had a, a very impressive start. I think. I think they'd probably find problems because he's quite highly regarded up on mm. on Tyne side as well, isn't he? So well, so much so he, he had a new contract before coming down here. So I think it was an extra one year he had. So um, to go on top of the the year once he's done here. So. He's obviously got resale value as well, even if they don't keep him. So, yeah, good, um, a really good, good talent. Only twenty-two years of age. He's only going to get better, you'd hope. You think that he's probably been the standout signing from the summer? Uh, I'd probably agree. Yeah, I'd say he would be. Jake Bidwell's been consistent. He's a, you know, he's a solid six, seven out of ten every week. He's never spectacular, but he's never. He doesn't seem to have an off game either, which is sometimes is what you need, you know. Um, yeah, I'd probably have to agree. You know, we've not seen enough of Ben Wilmot. Aldo Kalulu's obviously been injured. He's not going to be available till next month by the look of it. Mm. Sam Surridge is obviously playing second fiddle to um, Borca. So, um, yeah, I think it is fair to say he was one of the ones that was needed, as yeah. was Bidwell. And I'd probably just go with, with Woodman at the moment. And obviously, we haven't seen much of Peterson either. either no, exactly. He's been in and out. and. Um, I think with him he, he missed a lot of pre-season in Holland at Heracles so 
I think once you know he is fit and firing, I think Swansea will start to see a lot more of him. And you know, bear in mind he is their player; he's not one of the loan contingents. Yeah. So, um, twenty-four years of age, he's got a lot of time to prove himself. So, yeah, fingers crossed we see a bit more of him and, and what he's capable of. Forest will see quite a, um, a tough test, and they'll have another one this weekend in Bristol City. So, in Ashton Gate, really tough game. Though. Yeah, I mean, history there from. From last season, you wrote a piece earlier on the week about how much has changed since that particular yeah. game. It's incredible, isn't it? It was second of February, two days after the deadline day in uh, January, where who was it went that went Wilfred Boney, uh, Jefferson Montero, and Tom Carroll all left. Daniel James almost went. Yeah. If Hugh Jenkins would ever pick up a phone, thankfully he didn't. Leroy Fern nearly went, and all the time there was nobody coming in, so it was a such a horrible window for the fans especially after you know Swansea went unbeaten in that month as well they, they were they were playing some good stuff beat Sheffield United who ended up going up got through in the cup you know beating Villa uh, I think Gillingham was in that month as well um, and they were just brought back down to earth with the bang fans turned on the owners that day turned on Jenkins and he was you know he left I think it was only about two hours after full time so um, a lot's changed since then you know Swansea have developed as a team as a club, I feel as well. You know, yeah. On and off the pitch, it's been there's been a lot of improvements with Trevor Birch coming in, Steve Cooper, his backroom team, and the personnel. They've got a lot more experience as well. So um, Swansea be going there with a game plan. They're going to want to get a result there, and you know, in an ideal world of win. So they're not going to be going there thinking, right, this is a tough game. We set up for settle for a draw. That's not the case anymore. Uh, I'm not necessarily saying it wasn't the Graham Potter, but you probably do feel that was more the case back then so um, they've not lost since the opening day they're a really good team yeah but losing Benekafobi that's a massive blow Bailey Wright's out Thomas Callas he's injured so there's a few problems for them so um, they've got a manager though that really knows that division yeah 100% he's still quite young for a manager but he's got a lot of experience mm. he's done a great job with you know in, in many ways Bristol City are a club similar to Swansea where they've got that policy that you know they might have to sell to to buy and to keep strengthening it's that turnover of players that just happens at certain clubs which you can understand at this level as you try and get back into the Premier League and Lee Johnson's got them so close on numerous occasions had a lot of scalps in cups as well so he's done a great job there and you know if, I think personally if they come away with anything on the weekend I think it's a good result for Swansea and coming up against former, former Swans favourite Ashley Williams as well yeah he got his debut at the weekend against former club Stoke second game former club Swansea so <laughs> yeah. interesting time for him but yeah he gave a good interview yesterday um, in Bristol's pre-match press conference sort of saying how it's uh, a good chance for him to come back into the, the reckoning with Wales as well so um, you know, he's 35 years of age now he's, you know, he's in the twilight years of his career but yeah, I think we've seen it on his day. He can still do a job at this level. He's so experienced, and he's he's going to be great, great in the dressing room for those players at Bristol. So yeah, it'd be interesting to see if he gets the nod to start on the, on Saturday. So you're saying that any result where Swansea come away with something is a positive. I think I think I'd go along with that as well. Mm. I think that's it's. This is going to be one of their the toughest tests. I think away in the, in, in in this division. Um, but if we move away from Bristol for um, a short while and look ahead to Watford next week mm. uh, in the cup game, envisage quite a few changes probably to the starting eleven. You think? Yeah, most likely. I mean, he made wholesale change. I think it was a brand new eleven for the last two games. 
against uh, Northampton and Cambridge. So I anticipate, if not exactly the same, something similar at Watford. Um, bit of a shame as far as I'm aware, Ben Wilmot's going to be ineligible, which is a shame because obviously that's where he's getting his game yeah. time. Um, you know, you look at Cameron Carter-Vickers last year, he had to be patient and really wasn't a regular until Joe Roden got injured. So, um, you know, Ben Wilmot is unfortunately in the same boat, but it's not a bad thing to have because, you know, Joe Roden and Van der Horn, I thought, have been excellent so far. So, um, but it will be a chance to see, you know, hopefully Sam Surridge, maybe someone like Peterson. Um, Kalulu's obviously not going to be fit. Maybe some of the other younger lads, you know, Jordan Garricks, Jack Evans obviously made his debut last time. So there's a few in there that we could get to see and um, you know, Premier League opposition away from home, it's a real good test. Obviously they changed their manager recently, so um Javi Gracia going and Kike Sanchez Flores is back there. So it'd be interesting to see how seriously they take it because you know that they're not in a good position in the league yet to win. I think it's only two points they've had, one of which came at the weekend against Arsenal. So um It'd yeah. be nice to see players like Garrick or perhaps a, a Ben Cabango getting some game time because Realistically, they may not see in the same way you're saying about Wilmot. There might not see a hell of a lot of minutes this season, not in the, not in the league anyway. No, probably but not. You, ne- you never know. I mean, if 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 Garrick were to put a few um, performances together, and we've certainly seen the impact he can have. Yeah, you don't know, do you? I mean, he's the one of that young crop where you think he could force his way in just on good form alone he, he's the, he's one that probably won't need an injury from someone ahead of him to come in yeah. he is that talented but you know he's still being managed carefully as a young lad whereas you know we talk about Surridge, Wilmot they're, they're probably going to need a dip in form from somebody or an injury or something like that to get a regular place in the team so yeah it's, it's going to be a, 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 an interesting one for Swans you know if they can get a positive result this weekend um, at Bristol and go into that where they know okay this is almost a free hit. You know, you're going away, you're expected to get beat against higher opposition away from home as well. So, um, yeah, it'd be a good chance to see more of those lads who have impressed so far in the earlier rounds. Absolutely. Okay, well, next week we'll have two games to talk about. We'll obviously catch up with everything from uh, Ashton Gates and also the Cup game at Watford. Um, in the meantime, uh, just to let you know, you can pick up all your Swansea City news at Wales Online and... Um, Yeah, be back next week. Cheers all.